0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. How's it going, Derek? It's going fantastic. Uh, it is already the middle of October. I know. And it's
1: feeling like winter. Oh, it's been chilly. A
0: little bit chilly. Yeah. We tested the
1: furnace. So I meant to do that before I came here tonight and I forgot. And so. So your
0: family's at home freezing?
1: Well, no, it's not cold, that cold yet. The house is still retaining a lot of heat, but I don't want to turn it on in the morning and go to work. I want to test the furnace and have it be in the house and make sure nothing wacky goes wrong, right?
0: Well, that's what I did. I turned it on one evening while I was home just to make sure it was running. Yeah. Turned off, turned on, turned off, turned on. Yeah. That sort of stuff. And then, yeah. But I'm keeping it below what we usually keep it at, so it's not turning on all the time. Okay, So that when in the middle of the night, if it does dip down, It'll be there to catch it. It'll be there to catch, yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's not too cold. And then when we can just turn it up a bit sort of thing. Yeah. Tis the season. I Uh, know, right? Yeah. Have we had a frost yet? Um, I don't know if it was a full on frost. It was like a fake frost. Yeah. that makes sense. I had
1: similar weather to you. I guess I was on along the same latitude while you were camping. But it was, uh, we had, the weather network said uh, plus one degrees feels like minus three. And it was windy and all the leaves were falling and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was nice weather. It was sunny. Yeah. But.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) We'll get into that later. It was
1: mostly sunny, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was And where were you? So I was at Emily Provincial Park, which is up to Northwest of Peterborough. I didn't know you
0: went camping. Yeah. Oh,
1: last yeah, it was last weekend of the year. So we we, had, we were out in the, uh, we were glamping and, uh, and so I had the RV out and uh, as soon as we got back, we unpacked and winterized it. It's ready for All storage right. again. Did you take the canoes? No, I would have had to bring a trailer and it was, uh, we, we, we already knew we were a long ways from the beach. Mm-hmm. And so we would have had to portage
0: to get to the beach. Even this time of year is unbelievable. Like trying to get a reservation.
1: We, uh, we spent the last week checking every single day, looking for cancellations and the cancellations were rolling in. Oh yeah. We could have gone anywhere because it's like on Tuesday and Wednesday was the most cancellations, Mm -hmm. uh, by, by, what is it? Tuesday morning we booked Emily. As soon as we saw a site at Emily, it was like, oh, grab it. And then we just, for the rest of the week, we were just waiting to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't see anything that, like we, there's a whole bunch of places at Sandbags, but Sandbags is really open. There's yeah. they, where the place that were available was just in a big field, right? It like, yeah, that's yeah. not. Uh, no. So the, our campsite at Emily was really, really nice and all the leaves were down and, and, uh, I keep, a song keeps popping in the back of my all head. All the leaves were brown. <laughs> all the, yeah. yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was a nice weekend. It was, the kids loved it. We, it was, it was nice enough that we went biking and hiking and stuff like that. We watched, pr- walked pretty much every single trail possible. And I mean, Emily's not a very big park. No. It's, no. it's on the smaller side, but it's nice. It's a nice park. You know, there's a lot of, all the little campsites are, have a lot of privacy. So that was that we appreciated that. So yeah, it was um, it was a really good weekend. It was the uh, our, our last trip of the season, and uh, and just because of the way summer went, we never did get a backcountry trip in. So Stella's, I got a couple so yeah, Stella was complaining about that. Well, I got some in, but I didn't get any in with the family.
0: <laughs> yeah, Trace and I went, but I actually didn't get out with the kids this year. Yeah. First year in ages that I haven't been. I know, me in
1: the too. Like anymore. the And the kids were complaining about it the weekend. It was like, hey, are we, we going to go get back country? It's like, oh, sure, if you want to. It's kind of, yeah. it's <laughs> well, well beyond shoulder season. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, uh, yeah, I didn't do the back country thing there, but um, I did the uh, front country camping up at uh, Agua Bay in Lake Superior Provincial Park. Oh, okay. So I could take the extra layers and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. yeah when you're in the tent in the middle of the night and it's minus three you got that extra sweater on yeah that wool blanket over top, it's really comfortable. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> nice and comfortable. And then you get out in the morning. You get out from underneath all those layers of nice warmness, brisk, and it's brisk, baby. I don't need a coffee. I'm awake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me
1: point you with my nipples in the direction you need to go because it's so cold.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. Uh, it was very. It was very cold. Well, fortunately for us, we did have. Uh, we had built-in heat, right? So it's. Yeah. We didn't, we weren't cold. We are actually, it was, we were kind of warmish as I had the heat up too high. They all complained. it was too hot in here. It's I like, can't breathe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it's time of year, you know, October, you gotta,
2: mm-hmm
0: you gotta know what's coming. Yeah. Frost isn't that far. Boy. Far. Actually, we, uh, It's coming. They're doing all the specials for getting your winter tires on now. Oh and all yes. That sort of stuff. So. I have to
1: buy a pair. I should get out soon before. Uh,
0: they're before it on. becomes a shortage. Oh, it's already happening, buddy. <laughs> Mackenzie needed a tire. He's got a nail in his tire that he oh. can't fix. Oh. Because it's a nail not between the treads, it's actually in the tread. Oh, yeah? The raised part, apparently if it's in there that can't fix it.
1: I've had nails in that before.
0: Uh, I, 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 whatever, I don't know. There. He's been told by they Ford p- and by Canadian Tire. No, the place that it is, we can't fix it. We can't plug it. Really? So when looking for, okay, But you well, don't
1: plug those. You put a patch on the inside.
0: Apparently not. Huh. I don't know. Whatever. He needs to go to S- a tire place and ask them. Well, we figured Ford would help him out considering we buy buying yeah. snow tires and all that. And, hmm. you know, plug this for now so it'll get until yeah. he needs his snow tires on. And then that way in the spring we'll buy a new tire. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we can't fix that. Huh. Really? Huh. Because that's what I said. I said I had nails in my it, all I, over the place. I've heard that you like. Uh, I've
1: heard that you cannot fix or repair a tire, or it's unsafe to do so if it's in the sidewall. Oh but yeah. But if it's anywhere's yeah. in the tread area, and that's exactly they, where it is. So in in bygone days, they used to put that uh, the little tar snake in, and and you know it's like you fill the hole with this thing and. But those can squeeze out when they get hot. hmm But what they've done, what they do now is they put a patch on the inside of the yeah, tire. I don't know. And the pressure keeps the patch in place. You would think. Hmm.
0: Yeah, we, there's a couple, where I work, there's a bunch of mechanic places. Yeah. And there is a tire craft place. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll throw it in my car one, truck yeah. one day and just pop in and say, so "Let's fix this? tell me a story. Yeah. So tell me a story about <laughs> plugging a tire. <laughs> Anyway, um, do do, do, do you guys got an email? You got mail from your Burt Reynolds trip. Yes. There is an update. (laughs) Yes, there is an update. So so, um,
1: uh, Michelle, who runs the Outfitter, the Noir River Outfitters, He, uh, every time somebody went up the river, he said, Hey, keep an eye out. This is the gear. This is what the gear looks like. And you know, there's two paddles, a canoe and a pack and yada, yada, yada. And so, so anybody who listens to the podcast, when we came, when we were on the Noir river trip, the Burt Run Memorial River Run, we, uh, we had a, uh, minor incident and we lost a canoe and a bunch of stuff, but we didn't lose any people. So we did well. But, uh, so now Michelle has been trying, been advertising to everybody who runs the Noir River says, hey. Keep, Free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out <laughs> for gear. And, uh, so Michelle's said that, you know, a few people have been told to go, going up and anyways, so, uh, uh, this week or on Monday or something, uh, Mike gets an email from the outfitter. He says, your gear has been found. So this, uh, this gentleman from Montreal, he he's been running the Noir River every year for the last ten years, and uh, this year he uh, he was going down with his daughter, and they treated it like a uh, like a scavenger hunt type thing. So or treasure hunt. So uh, on every set of rapids and every log jam, they were like looking for gear, looking for stuff because they knew there was stuff out there to find, right? So, anyways, they uh, they found the canoe. Uh, they found uh, the canoe and uh, the one pack. So, uh, so Martin's canoe was found and Scott's pack and everything was still intact. It was in the river. And, uh, they, uh, they said they were, they were searching all the rapids and everywhere that anything might fetch up. Right. So, uh, they said they found or they saw Martin's camera case. It's still circling in the eddy at uh, mountain shoots. And, uh, but he said it was, uh, with high water level, we decided the same thing. The water was levels high. It was sketchy. We didn't want to risk faring across because you're faring across and below you is a class one technical rapids. And so it just, you could potentially damage whatever boat you're trying to get across to get it. And at the time we only had one canoe and, uh, and this guy from Montreal, him and his daughter, they said, no, we're not going to risk our boat and our gear to get that camera case. So it's, it's still there. It's where we left it. It's circling in the eddy. And that was (laughs) like, that's almost a month ago now. So anyways, they, they just down where we, we ended up pulling out below Islet Rapids. And, uh, so below that there's a log jam. And, uh, so we walked down to the end of the portage below the rapids and we couldn't see anything, but when uh, this guy from uh, montreal when they ran down they they took some time and looked and they found just two inches of uh, of the of the nose of the canoe just sticking up it was just a little tiny bit so it had hit the log jam and rolled underwater and they saw just a tip of the canoe sticking up above the water so they took some time and they managed to pull it out from the logs so the current wasn't very heavy there so they were able to get it and uh, tie a rope to it and pull it out and then a little bit lower by, uh, I think it's called Bear Rapids. They found, uh, uh Scott's pack was, ra- was, uh, washed up there. And, uh, so now those things, so it, they, he didn't want to stash it in the woods for fear because it was hunting season. They thought that hunters might find it and take the stuff. Right. So, uh, the guy, he ended up taking it back with him to Montreal and, uh, Martin's going to go collect it in Montreal in the next week or two. And he's going to make a day trip out of it with his kids and go grab the canoe in Montreal, the canoe and Scott's pack. Scott's yeah, happy because. Scott can
0: go get his own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, Scott's, uh, the, the big, like all of Scott's, all of Scott's camping gear is there. Plus his wallet and his cell phone. And money. And money, but yeah. Yeah. Money is money, but you know, you're, it's such a pain in the butt to replace. Credit like, cards, Credit ID. cards and driver's license yeah. and, and plus Scott. Which he's
0: probably done already. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> and then there's also the fact that uh Scott's cell phone, it's his work cell phone, but he has all kinds of pictures on it, right? Right. You can't replace the pictures. You can replace the cell phone in a heartbeat, but not the pictures. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's really happy, excited to get his, the phone and his wallet back. And so, yeah, it's awesome. Sweet. There's some good news, eh? Yeah. So now it's, it's only a couple water bottles and a couple paddles that are still missing and the camera, camera but the camera's not missing. (laughs) We know where it is. know where it is. (laughs) It'll, it'll pop out in like, it'll pop out in a, some sort of weird way or it'll be there until freeze up and then it'll come out in the spring. mm
0: -hmm. So when, if you were to drive up to those rapids. Yeah. Is it on the
1: other side? On the opposite side. So it's on the side of the river that you can't easily
0: get to. So you would have to cross further down and then walk back up. Yes, that would work. Yeah. You could,
1: so you could, it's a a hundred meter portage to the campsites at Islet Rapids. And you could easily, uh, you could easily ferry across onto the other side and then it's a kilometer up to the falls from there and you could bushwhack through the woods. And then you could uh, just stand on shore and wait for the camera to slide past you and grab it with a stick. Yeah. Because that's what I did with- Or a net. Or a net, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I did with um, Martin's uh, Eureka pack is uh, so I uh, rappelled down the cliff and I was standing on the shore at the end of the rope. I was at the end of my rope. Yeah. And uh, so (laughs) hanging off the rope, I was hanging over the water and I just waited for the pack to- circle by and I just grabbed the strap and then dragged it ashore and, and then we, uh, hauled it up the cliff. So it was, uh, that, so the, we could do the same thing with the camera. How pays. long do
0: you think it would be for your drive there? It would be,
1: uh, I would say four hours. I would guess. That's it? Yeah. A four hour day? Eight hour day.
0: Or eight for four plus, hours there.
1: Plus two or three hours bushwhacking and Hmm. Yeah.
0: And then we find it.
1: It'd be even easier if you like went to the mountain shoots and not cross the river and just cast a fishing line and see if you could well, hook us.
0: that's exactly, <laughs> or like get like a, a net gun. Yeah. 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 Shoot it across. Yeah. Net it, drag <laughs> it back, get it in your car. Yeah. Drive all the way to Martin's house honk, and when he looks at the window, hold it out your window, <laughs> wave it at him, and then drive off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or better yet, call him. Yes. Hello? <laughs> I have your camera. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see it alive again, send $30 and a 2-4 of beer. <laughs> yeah, send gas money and a 2-4. Yeah, and donuts. Send donuts.
1: <laughs> you could, uh, Mission Impossible it with, uh, with a, Bow and arrow with a suction cup and a fishing line and. a uh, plunger, get a bathroom plunger, <laughs>
2: yeah. a rope, yeah. <laughs> mini catapult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got to be able to MacGyver <laughs> something to get it. So I think on the podcast at the time, I thought
1: it was uh $600 worth of gear, but Martin confirmed that no, it's, it's uh, in the neighborhood of $3,000 worth of gear or camera gear. Wow. Lens, spare lenses and the camera
0: body is like a Canon something. Well, I'm and due for an update. <laughs> there you go. Where'd you get the new camera, Martin? Yeah. Uh, the name's Sean, not according to your camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope somebody fi- uh, manages to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good if Martin could get it back. Yeah. That'd be a great uh, end of season surprise, And it? we're And we're
1: constantly thinking, and just like uh, uh, Ghislain from Montreal, he, uh, he said it, it was like they made it, to him and his daughter made it like a treasure hunt. And so they were, they were they, it was a game for them. It was like an extra thing to entertain them on the trip down. And plus, once they got the gear, they wanted to hear the story. Yeah. So, and so we're thinking if somebody's going to go and rescue that camera, they're probably going to want to hear the story. So they're going to contact Martin, but this, all his contact, his email address and contact information is, is written on the camera case, on the inside and the outside. Yeah. So yeah, so. Martin,
0: I just got your camera. Sucker. <laughs> 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 Derek, is this you? <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Hopefully, like I say, good, I mean, things like that just make me want to jump in my car and yeah, go an drive. And yeah. Yeah. You know, but
1: we'd have to we'll wear, we'll give it two weeks. We'd have to wear Hunter's orange. It's uh. How hunt- long is
0: hunting season on for?
1: I don't know until November. It'll be snow season by the time it's, uh.
0: Well, you have those orange big antler hat, don't you? (laughs) That'll help you. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that'd be something to do though. Just to Mm -hmm. go check it out and there it is right there. So far. Yeah. So close. I know. eh? right? Oh, it was so close. It was like a hundred feet away.
1: Yeah. But that, that, that giant, so wa- water was super high when we were there. And, and the guy from Montreal said it was super high when he was there. And he said it was just, it was too dangerous to cross over. Yeah. So it's like, he's not going to risk his boat and his, and his daughter and him just to rescue somebody else's gear. Right. If it's easy to get, he was going to get it, but not if it was yeah. difficult. Yeah. So
0: no, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Stay tuned.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, I got back from my trip to an email um saying that uh, my new winter tent was shipped. Yay. and I'm like, all right, so it should be here some point this week mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving Monday, I'm sitting at home and my doorbell rings, and there's a the postman looking at me. I'm thinking it's a holiday. yeah, what are you doing? what are you doing? It's overtime for them. Yeah. Yeah. He says, yeah, it's, it's over time. So he dropped this big, massive, heavy parcel on my doorstep (laughs) and said, that's for you. (laughs) So yeah. um, It was a Thanksgiving day miracle. (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving miracle. Yeah. So, uh, haven't said, I was going to set it up, but, um, um, it was like looking like, rain- well, even said it was going to rain in the afternoon and yeah. it never did. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to set it up and then it starts raining and I got to take it down and. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend coming, I'm going to set it up and take some pictures. Yeah. and I'll come help you. I, I got, I got a few people that actually want to see it live. In, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In person. Mm-hmm. So, cause yeah, you, no one's got one. Yeah. Like, I mean, Guy said. I've the, only seen pictures. Yeah, you seen pictures. The the Inuit and the uh, um, natives of Northern Quebec are the ones that use them. So it'll be cool. I'm looking forward to uh, setting it up. This is really good beer. Isn't it? mm mm-hmm. um, So I stopped at Northern Superior Brewing Company up in Sault Ste. Marie. And I checked out a few beers that you can't get down here. Uh, Gitchy Gumi Northern IPA, Northern 55 Lager, and Mulligan's Irish Red Ale. All were good. Mm-hmm. And then what are we drinking here is the 11 PM. It's a traditional German black lager. It's really they said good. Marzan, 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 and Oktoberfest. hmm But yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, uh, pretty good. It's very good. It's a
1: kind of a hint of coffee. And chocolate. Yeah. And it has the aftertaste of
0: coffee. So yeah, I brought some of those back to try. Very good. I appreciate it. And I took some into the camp to try Hmm. and I brought some home to try and I brought some downstairs here tonight to try. (laughs) (laughs) These are trying times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that, that, uh, thought I'd bring that. Um, Alan Drummond, Kingdom Outdoor Products, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Uh, he has a Facebook page, Sea Kayak Ontario. And, uh, I noticed a little discussion going on there. There's a, not a little discussion. There's a, a lot of people are very opinionated on Facebook, but anyways. Yeah, there's a few discussions going on. But this one was about calling the Canadian Coast Guard from your cell phone. Star one, six. So did,
1: do we have a end all be all of who it works with and who it doesn't?
0: No. Uh, tell us does apparently. Tell us it works. Apparently. Rogers and Bell they weren't sure about. Yeah. Uh, Roger said no, but they were talking to a customer service person, I guess. that Who didn't seem who to know. didn't seem to know. So they, he, they suggested try, um, actually calling somebody else. Or try calling <laughs> <Rogers>. Star Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, call Star Sixteen to see who. Okay, see whoever's it works. got a Rogers Star Sixteen, just testing.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean but that's handy. Yeah. Like a Star Sixteen, it's a it's it's an it's immediate, quick. Hey, I need help. I'm on the water. Yeah, and you don't use it full-heartedly. Like you know what I mean. Like don't be playing around. It's not a toy. It's like you don't dial nine one one if it's not an emergency.
0: Yeah. Well, and that was the other thing is, well, if you're not sure if it works, just dial nine one one. And then somebody else says, well, if you're out on the water, you should have a VHF radio. Uh, Not everybody has a VHF radio. Not everybody has a VHF radio. Uh, Well, there are a lot of kayakers. Yeah. You know, when you go out in the sea kayak, a lot of them, well, I don't know a lot, but Mm -hmm. even Alan has one. When we went out, we went out to Toronto Harbor, he has one that was uh, on his person at all times. I've been
1: meaning to buy one. Yeah. Because they're, so some of them, some of them have weather radio built right in, so you can get the weather for the local weather forecast it uh, picks up the nearest uh, tower and the nearest uh, repeater tower and it'll give the weather for the closest tower that you're to right and uh, so it's handy that way plus you can communicate on the water you go to a private channel and you can talk on the uh, while you're on the water with other kayakers Um, at the time when I initially was going to buy one I had a sailboat But, uh, and so it would have been handy, had, I had a (laughs) sailboat because I had a, I had a VHF radio on board, but I I wanted a portable one that I could carry with me to go ashore in the dinghy and stuff like that Mm -hmm. to stay in communications. Right. But then the boat went away. And so kind of the idea of getting a portable VHF is kind of gone to the
0: wayside. If I was more into sea kayak touring and stuff like that, I'd yes. definitely have one. If you're going to go
1: to the Georgia yeah. Bay and islands and stuff, and you're going to go a little bit exposed uh, to some of the outer islands, and then yeah, you, it yeah. would be very smart to have something like that.
0: When I'm my kayak, I'm pretty close to shore. Yeah, exactly.
1: And where it also comes in handy is uh, if you're out on the water with other people, and it doesn't take much of a swell for people to, hey, I'm missing somebody, where's this guy? Yeah. Right? And if you, if you dump, you're even closer to the water, so it's even harder to see you. The VHF radios, marine VHFs are waterproof, so you can clip them to your life jacket and it could be a huge, uh, life-saving device, right?
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, like I say, you, you call this number and for information, call this number for this, call that info mm-hmm. number for current weather, call this star yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So to find out star 16. Yeah. Star 16. That's awesome. For Canadian Coast Guard. Um, yeah. That was, that was a pretty interesting conversation they've got going on there. Somebody should call the Canadian Coast Guard. Just call them on the phone and say, listen, Star 16, does this work And what yeah, Oh, yeah, there, there is. Yeah, they might know all the networks. Yeah,
1: no, it doesn't work with Rogers. It works with Bell and TELUS, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Huh.
2: Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: Let's call the 1-800 number for Canadian Coast Guard. Great Lakes region.
0: I think somebody should. <laughs> Derek, you've been nominated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? Time of year to keep your peepers open. Canoes, kayaks, stand-up paddle boards. Yes. Rental fleets. Yeah. Usually I, spring and fall, the, uh, rental fleets for different outfitters and stuff go on sale. Cause they're looking at renewing yeah. their, I don't know what it's going to happen this year with fall things sales. Are,
1: yeah. Things are weird this year, right? Yeah.
0: So, but yeah, keep your, keep your eyes open if you're looking for, uh, a used, Boater board. I almost got myself a new coat canoe, but I was just, it
1: was, the thing was I was, the ad wasn't up for 24 hours. The guy had multiple calls. He said he's, he'll let me know if it, if the other guys don't pan out. I was like third or fourth in line. It was an 18 foot bell canoe and it was like, it, it, it is perfect. It would fit me and, and my wife and the two kids. So
0: it would have been perfect. And it was 900 bucks. Hmm. I
1: can see why it went so quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. That and snow, uh, canvas tents, winter yes, tents. Yes. Gone like a shot.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Marion Sontag, she, uh, f- found out about the, uh, the. Oh, those
0: eight or whatever.
1: Yeah. There's a whole bunch of, yeah. uh, like some fleet of, uh, camping tents that some guy was selling. And so they were going for two fifty a pop. And by the time I found out about, uh, Marion was picking some up for people, it's like, Oh her car was already full and so I didn't even ask her but yeah it was like oh man 250 bucks canvas tent
2: perfect
0: yeah yeah Yeah, you just got to keep your peepers open for those but yeah this is usually the time that uh, some of the outfitters will start looking at listing their yeah their um, rental fleets up for sale because they're going to totally redo or buy new ones
1: but like you said this year might be different because some of these rental fleets might have only got paddled once or twice right
0: and if next year is anything like this year, yeah, trying to find a boat.
1: Oh, I know. It's going to be everybody's, ridiculous. Everybody's buying them up. Yeah. Just like you can't find sleeping pads or you can't find like freeze dried food. You can't find uh, an, uh, uh the uh, butane canisters for stoves. It's like everything, it's just crazy. Everybody's out there. Everybody wants
0: it, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants it. So let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk a bit about my Lake Superior trip. Yeah. It was a good time. Be right back.
1: Hi, this is Derek Sparst. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show.
0: Welcome back. Lake Superior, Mm -hmm. the bane of my existence. (laughs) yes. I've been going to Lake Superior for years and I've never been able to get a canoe out on it. (laughs) We've shown up um, in the evenings when it's getting a bit too late to get out on the water and it's been like glass. You get up the next morning ready to go and somewhere in the middle of the night, all the waves showed up. (laughs) (laughs) not very canoe friendly. Um, I was going up for five days, my annual solo Thanksgiving birthday canoe trip. And I figured instead of doing a route this year, I was going to go do some, just do a base camp car camping thing, bring the canoe, do the relaxing hiking, photography, paddling five days. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, three and a half days, really. Yeah, drive up, it's, drive up. It's a nine-hour drive yeah. each way, right? hmm And, uh, yeah, so I decided, you know, I'm going to base camp at Agawa Bay Provincial Park, which is between Sault Ste. Marie and Wawa. I think it's maybe slightly closer to Wawa uh, in Ontario here. And that way I could go either direction, north or south from there, and do uh, exploring. So uh, day one, just jumped on the road 5 a.m. I had made sure everything was loaded up and uh, um, gassed up and everything before I left so I'm not wasting time getting on the road. And it's nice zipping in through Toronto. uh, Middle of the night, no traffic. no traffic. I I was right, I think, right at the start of rush hour traffic. So there there was traffic, but. What time did you leave? Five o'clock. Okay. But I was still doing 100 and 110 all the way through the city, right? So yeah, rained on and off all the way up Um, I knew it was going to be raining in it. So I figured, okay, well, it's not too bad then if I'm driving. Yeah. Right. Stopped at the Northern Superior Brewing Company to pick up some, some beers and whatnot to try out. I didn't realize that the Northern Superior Brewing Company is attached to the back of the Canadian Bush Plain Museum. Oh. If I would have known that, (laughs) I wouldn't have been looking because it's, you had to go down the little back alley sort of. Way to get into oh, the Oh, so back. you missed out. So had I known it was attached to the back, I just would have went to the Bush Plain Museum. Yeah. And then I knew how, I would have known, oh, it's attached to the back, then how to get in there. Yeah. But I'm following these directions, trying to get to this brewery. And when I finally get get in it, because I missed the 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 little turn down the lane. Yeah. Right. There's like a little back alley sort of thing to turn down into uh, a driveway that goes between a couple of buildings as opposed to I went to the light and turned there <laughs> and had to do a U-turn, come all the way back and realized. And, uh, yeah, somebody would have said, Oh, it's just on the back of the, it's attached to the back of the Bush plane museum. <laughs> uh, I know where it is sort of thing. Right. It's not until you get there, you realize it. Uh, so I stopped in there and had a little chit chat with them. And, uh, I walked out, like I said, with the four, four different types of beers and, uh, made a beeline out of Sault Ste. Marie after that, stopped for some gas just to have a full tank to do all my exploring for the week and got to Agua Bay about three o'clock in the afternoon, Hmm. which really wasn't bad. I mean, it was, was, what, a 10 hour day and that was with pee breaks and Tim Horton stops, gas stop and a beer stop. (laughs) So, uh, set up camp for the night right across from the lake. So there's, there's the big beach, uh, on Lake Superior. Then, uh, row campsites right on the beach with some trees. their road. Then the next row of campsites. while I was right there, so I could see the beach. I could see the water. Oh, okay, nice. Um, right on. Did really you? Have, when did you book? When I drove in. Oh, so you didn't? You didn't? Pre-book <laughs> I was it? I was doing the man camping thing. <laughs> I'm not booking anything. I'm I was gonna take wing what it. What I can get? Oh, I'll just wing it. Yeah. Uh, I asked because you know I was bringing up the camera gear and that, so I figured, oh, maybe I should get an electric site in case I need to charge batteries oh. and stuff. And there was one electric site left, because a lot of the trailers and stuff, right? Yeah. And it was right beside a bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, nope, nope, that's okay, because yeah. I've got the cartridge that uh, fits in my camera that holds, is um, it six six double A batteries? Yeah. So it's I just take out the battery cartridge and throw that cartridge oh, okay, in. Okay, yeah, yeah. So as long as I got AA A batteries I'm I'm good to go, right? So I made sure I had extra batteries anyway, so I did. And um the wind and the waves when I showed up. Glorious, was it? Glorious. <laughs> uh, I had to use my truck and the Kelty tarp as a windbreak. Oh wow. And even still the wind was just wrapping around everything. Yeah. I had to put my um, stove next to my truck tire to break the just wind. To just break to break the so I, I wind had that. Out. I had that silver thing that goes around the stove. Yeah. Right. The windbreak thing. Yeah. And I still needed to put it on the ground next wow. to my truck tire That's because crazy. it was just ripping through. You know when you get a fire going, and you have to blow on the fire. Yeah. To keep it going because the the Ontario Parks wood is it's so wet. Notoriously. Yeah. Dampish (laughs) was not a problem. I, that, that, that wind was making a beeline straight at that fire and it just saved me the time. I don't, I, I, I swear I was giving Jim Bear to run for his money on getting wet wood to burn. (laughs) One little match there, boom, I got this fire going thanks to the gale force winds coming off the lake. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, there was what, like three foot swells coming off that lake. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't going for an evening paddle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, you know, I got the fire going, did my steak dinner over the fire at least. I had to be kind of, uh, inventive on how to cook the steak there because the, I mean, the wind's (laughs) coming across, right? So it's sort of blowing the heat the other way and you're like, oh man. I uh, got that, and then I just sat by the fire, had a couple of beers, relaxed, watched the sun. And that was the one thing is in the evenings, as much cloud as there was during the days yeah. with all the rain, in the evenings, the winds picked up and the clouds disappeared. So you got really nice sunsets. Ah, I saw um, some you were posting, your pictures you
1: posted. They were, it was pretty nice sunsets.
0: You know what? They were they were really, really awesome sunsets. Uh, I got the, the camera gear out one night to do some... Um, uh, star shots, some star yeah. trails, set it up on the, on the picnic table pointed straight up. There was some trees. So there's this perfect spot. He break breaking the trees above my campsite that I could do. Oh, nice. And I got one picture. I said, yeah, I'm going to make, okay. That one's about 20 minutes long. I'm going to do one for like an hour. So I could just set it up, go sit by the fire an hour later. Yeah. Turn it off. But I look up, oh. Oh, well, that's not going to turn out well with all those clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so I got one picture out of the deal. Yeah. It was like you got to be kidding! Me. <laughs> Setting everything up, getting everything perfect, and I get one picture yeah. out of the deal. So, so yeah, that was the first night. Like I say, it was it was a travel. I looked at my first day, my, la- my last day, just as travel days. Yeah. If I get extra stuff in there, I do. It's if a bonus. Yeah, you know, it's a bonus. So, second day, the the plan for the week was. There's some spots I wanted to check out along the Trans-Canada going up towards Wawa, some going back down towards, um, Sault Ste. Marie. There's, there's just stops. I want to check scenic spots and all that sort of stuff. So the biggest ball yarn, the biggest hockey stick, the biggest. The looney, the toonie, uh, the yeah, right? macaroonie. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, um, sites, uh, like old women Bay and stuff like okay. that. Right. And there's, there's spots where you're coming down and down the highway and you just see for 150 kilometers. Oh wow! You know, and you see all these colors from the trees. You see, you know, the the water from Lake Superior. The highway winding down. Yeah. It, it it gives like the East Coast a run for its money. Hmm, nice, you know, in those in those spots. Yeah. I picked up this Lake Superior, uh, parks map, and on the Lake Superior parks map there's these little symbols um that show scenic views yeah so i was like woo, there's a lot of scenic views i can stop and take some photos if you buy the lake superior ontario parks map for 13 dollars hearken unto me now those <laughs> little Why <laughs> joking <laughs> on my beer <coughs> you good sorry so it rolled right down was, my <coughs> windpipe. Was it the $13? It three? was. <laughs> it kind of made me jump. Um, these little <coughs> marks that show scenic views yeah. don't necessarily mean there's a place to stop. It's there. It's there. <coughs> so as you're driving by, go, Ooh, <laughs> and then keep on driving because otherwise you're there's pulling no, over. There's no, there's pulling. no, nowhere to pull over. Wow. There's a couple spots. But yeah, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna stop here. Oh yeah, because that'll it's be a perfect scenic here, view. But you'll die if you stop. Yeah, yeah. Look at that big <coughs> semi truck rolling down on us. <laughs> um, which was kind of annoying because yeah, you, you're, you're that's part of your day. You're looking okay. If I'm heading this way, okay, there's that spot that looks like I'll get a whole view down there. Be able to do some nice yeah. shots that way and, and all that. Or you know, pull over here and huh. you know this point of the day I'll be able to maybe stop there and have a bite to eat. So no. That's crap. Wow. (laughs) That would irritate me. Oh, yeah. This is not a lookout if you can't stop at it. Well, that's what, yeah, it's not a scenic, maybe
1: a scenic view. Maybe that's a hiker's backpacker's map. No. Where people are walking
0: on the side of the road. Yeah. (laughs) And getting hit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I saw somebody walking on the side of the road and the OPP pulled up and was putting them in the car. Oh, yeah. You Uh, can't walk here. You can't walk. I mean, it's the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, and there's <coughs> bears in the area.
1: Yeah. And plus, you know, there's a lot of exposure for cars driving by and whacking yeah. you with their mirrors or something. Yeah. Right?
0: Big trucks and, and that yeah. sort of thing. So, <coughs> so anyway, my first day I was going to head up towards Wawa way. Yep. And not all the way and uh, maybe check out a few, few spots along the way. So made my breakfast, got my um, gear ready. Mixing sun of cloud was in the forecast. The wind was a stiff breeze. The waves weren't too bad. I'm thinking they're probably at the limit of where you want to be on a canoe with somebody with you. Oh, okay. But not solo. eh, You're him and hawing. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I'll see what happens. Maybe by the time I get to Old Woman Bay, it'll be nice that I can, you know, get out on the bay and stuff like that. And, you know, Old Woman Bay is a bit where the Bill Mason plaque is and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be an awesome place to go and have a paddle and that sort of deal, right? And, uh, so I headed up towards Wawa and, um, checking out some of the, the waterfalls and their Sand Lake Falls is up that way. And, um, it was raining on and off all day again. Um, hit Sand River Falls, Sinclair Cove, Sinclair Cove. If you go there, you can, um, walk to... Uh, the Agua rocks, Mm -hmm. uh, the pictographs, but it's closed right now. Yeah. Right. This time of year is closed. But if you go, if you launch your canoe or kayak or whatever in Sinclair Cove, uh, you can circle around the point and see all that by water, Mm -hmm. but with the wind and the waves, you're not doing that. Hmm. Uh, so I went and checked it out anyway, and Catherine Cove, I went and checked out and there's a few other spots and, you know, taking my time doing photos and stuff like that. So I got to, uh, Old Woman Bay in mid afternoon and the wind and the waves have picked up. (laughs) So the afternoons are are just like Algonquin park. Afternoon winds pick up. Yeah. Same with up on, on, on Superior. Yeah. The afternoon mid, like mid to late afternoon those winds and and waves pick right up that's unfortunate so yes yeah, so no no paddling there so again I just doodly doodled around and dawdled my way back to uh, to camp so I could read a bit and relax I walked along beach picked up some really cool looking rocks and and whatnot um and then uh, yeah started clouding over. Even more, and the winds were picking up more. The temperature started to drop to about one degree Celsius. And uh, did my chicken and rice for dinner and whatnot, and then sat by the fire and watched the sunset so again. Like I say, the the clouds eventually disappeared enough to get yeah. a really beautiful sunset. And then once <laughs> that happened, clouds came back. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, now for our evening program. Yeah. Clouds. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you loved your afternoon clouds. (laughs) We'll take a break in the clouds situation for a nice sunset. And now back to more clouds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate, but that's, I guess with a a lake that size, you got to, it sort of creates its own, its own weather, right? It
0: starts over on the U.S. side. The waves, I was was reading a little bit of, of, well, not really reading, I was more glancing at. Yeah. Um, But they say like the waves and everything start. On the US side. Hmm. And then by the time they get to the Canadian side where I was, they just build in strength and height. Yeah. The waves. So you're getting these massive waves that have traveled from way across the lake. Wisconsin and stuff. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, huh. I mean, nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah. It's hit or miss. Did you paddle anywhere? I did. Well, at least you get in I the boat. Did. I got in the boat. So... Um, day three, I was sort of the same mentality that I was going to head south mm-hmm. towards Sault St. Marie. Uh, it was pretty chilly and it was pouring rain. And so I stayed in bed till like eight, got up, made breakfast, I was harassed by a very aggressive red squirrel. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this thing's was very, there's one chipmunk, a red squirrel, um, and a mouse. The three of them just harassed me. Three musketeers. The three musketeers. The mouse actually jumped up on my leg and sat on my knee. Looking, really? He looked, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he jumps down, and i was like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" The, the squirrel was was, um, like everywhere into yeah. everything. He tried to get into my tequila bottle. Oh, I hey guys, I uh, you that know that what? Okay, had. dude, like I've <laughs> had enough. Knock <laughs> it <laughs> off. Now, now you're just pushing your limits. <laughs> <laughs> but every, everywhere he was, he was pooping everywhere. Oh, yeah. Which brings to mind a question. How come certain animals have, like, how to say this, um, the same shape poop? Oh, yeah? Like, the, the squirrels was the same. Every little pellet was exact. Mouse? Yeah. Deer? Moose? Moose? <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> these are the <laughs> thoughts that randomly go through my head. It's like, well, what's going on here? So yeah, I'm. I was. I was going to drive down towards uh, Batuana Bay, taking photos, different st- spots, dodging a few thunderstorms. Some really cool cloud formations. Oh yeah, I knew there was no way I was getting on the water once thunderstorms happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting in my truck. Uh, well, I got out to take a couple pictures some big flashes of lightning got back in my truck. (laughs) 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 Time to be inside. (laughs) Time to be inside. And yeah, you know what? If you keep your eye open as you're going down the Trans-Canada, there are spots that aren't marked on the map that I don't think people want you to know about. Oh, yeah. Little hidden spots that if you notice them and you pull in and get in there. Yeah. Like there was one little track I saw. Oh, what's this? I went in because I could see it looked like there was something in there. And yeah, there it went into somebody's makeshift campsite. Oh yeah. Which isn't a legal campsite. So it was Crownland. I think it was a party. Well, oh, no, no, that- this isn't Crownland. This is Lake Superior Provincial Park. Oh. Yeah. I think somebody's just made a party site there. And uh yeah, went in there and there was a really big bouldery, like not boulders, boulders, but like softball size rock. rocks, yeah, yeah, big long cove sitting in there. It was really cool, so I went huh. in there, did some stuff, um, got rained on, and uh, but yeah, there's a few of those a few of those things that are there is one spot there that's uh, just outside of the park, and it says camping is allowed. Huh. But there was a couple of, of free camping. Yeah. A couple of, of, um, limitations and stuff like that. So if you're running through and you're, I need to find somewhere for the night, you pull in there, you stay yeah. the night. You're, you're not there for like two weeks or anything yeah. like that by the looks of it. Uh, so I found a couple of spots like that, which was, was pretty cool. Uh, and then with the rain, like I say, I was back camp around four and I sat under the Kelty tarp cause I had the big Kelty tarp there and did some reading, made a campfire and see, I put the, the campfire under one of the corners. Oh, so it's raised. So So the fire is not going to hit my tarp, but it's still covered enough that I can have a fire and it's not going to get washed out by the rain. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had a nice little fire there made dinner and, uh, watched the sunset, called it, called it on a, what about 10 o'clock or something like that. And then day four, happy birthday to me. I was (laughs) up at seven. (laughs) I had Mountain House Biscuits and Gravy. Ah, nice. They were good. Yeah? They were good. Yes, they were. Rob, thank you very much. They were <laughs> delish. Uh, I was headed north towards Wawa again. And where the Trans-Canada goes over the Mishapakotan River. Um, and this is something that, that really sort of annoyed me. With, there's like the Agua River, Sand River. Well, Sand River I can sort of understand, but um, there's a few rivers along the way that you pass over on going on the Trans-Canada. And there's no access oh, so to the actual river. There's no portage type thing. There's, there's no, no, you can't pull over lot, park there. No, huh. Now, the Mishapakotten River there was. Uh, that's why I knew that was there. That's why I was, was going to hit that one. Uh, but you figure like after all these years. (coughs) Yeah. There would be like little rest stops that you could pull in and unless I've totally missed them. Yeah. Um, that you'd be able to pull in, park and launch. Yeah. Launch or go do some fishing or do something. Just access The only other way to get in there is by going on Lake Superior and coming up from the mouth. Oh wow. Okay, Which I mean, you could see the mouth. Yeah. It, from a lot of these places, these rivers from the bridge, yeah. you can see them out uh, at Superior, but when you got those kind of waves coming in and you've got to come from down, <laughs> up or down the coast, yeah. you're right. not getting there. Yeah. So that yeah, that was kind of annoying, but I know, knew this was, there was a spot there. So I got there and uh, the east side of the bridge, um, I could just head upstream away from Lake Superior and, and uh, go for a nice paddle, really nice river. Uh, a bit of a current coming down towards the lake, of course. Uh, gravel bottom, uh, gravel sandbars. Okay. Right, a lot of good. so. If you're camping there, you better have a really thick air mattress, <laughs> <laughs> or don't expect to sleep very well. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're comfortable sleeping, you're sleeping on, on rocks. On a, yeah, <laughs> a ton of them. <laughs> uh, high sand cliffs in some spots did have a bit of a, a tailwind pushing me up the river okay. so that helped a little bit uh going up yeah coming back not so much because <laughs> you know you had the current pushing you back but then you had the, the so you uh, kind of stand still
1: if you don't do anything
0: yeah and you know of course it's the i didn't i didn't have enough weight in the front so it tried to tur- keep spinning me sort of oh, thing yeah. i was like I knew i should have brought a <clears throat> something for weight so <laughs> and then i was just getting too um stubborn at that point too like pull over to the side and put a whole load of gravel. (laughs) (laughs) What can I use for weight? There's nothing around here, but all these rocks. (laughs) Uh, did some photos along the way and stuff like that. It was nice, nice winding river. Yep. Um, so there were spots where you get around and you're out of the wind sort of thing. And, um, fall colors were at this spot was there. There was a lot of color. The trees were bare. Yeah, like you come across big swaths of trees, and there although these are already all the down. winds blown out. Yeah, but then you get around on on this river here, and there was some really nice sections. Like wow, mm-hmm. just the colors and and the cliffs and all the gravel, the gravel bars and everything like that. It was it was like really rugged looking, awesome. Yeah, awesome looking. Not something you see down this way. You know, in all the years of going through Algonquin and stuff like that, you don't see that sort of. Oh, okay. Yep. It, it's, it's totally different than what I've, I've seen mm-hmm. in Timogamy and, and Algonquin and stuff like that. Uh, bald eagle jumps out of a, jumps? Launches? <laughs> Launch, swoops? Launches. Swoops out of a tree. <laughs> uh, about 15 feet away from me, right in front of my canoe. Nice. So it comes along the side and then cuts over in front about 15 feet away. Nice big bald eagle, huh. which was kind of cool. Uh, of course, you know, my camera's, Packed I, away and well, it's, it's at my knee. So by the yeah, time I could put my paddle down and, you'd and miss pick it, it up, you gone, see so it was gone. So I just yeah, so I just watched that. Uh Yeah, I went up for a while and you know, puttered about, taking pictures, just enjoying the scenery, the quiet, not a noise. I did not see another water vessel, boat, kayak, oh, stand-up yeah. paddle board, raft, nothing. I was the only boat I saw in the water all week. Hmm. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Lake Ontario or Lake Lake Superior. Some of the times I thought I might've seen some kayaks come out, but yeah. no, no one was out, but people had them on their vehicles in the campground. Oh, so you did see them. I saw them on the vehicles. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything into the water except for my canoe. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I went up quite a ways and, and, um, it was nice. It was quiet. It was no one around, just the sounds of nature, some birds and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And had a really nice morning paddle. And uh, yeah, went up a little ways, turned around, drifted back. Just doing some photos and enjoying the view and stuff and made it back to the bridge. And at that point, somebody was out and they were salmon fishing. Okay. Because there were still people at the mouth of the (coughs) river in spots Mm -hmm. doing fishing and stuff like that. At the waterfalls and... All that sort of stuff. So, um, is definitely a region I would go back to. Well, yeah, it sounds like it was, all, except
1: for the weather, but other yeah. than that, you can't really predict that. But other than that, the geography and, and
0: the views and the sunsets, it sounds like it was an awesome time. There's a few rivers. I think I, I've just been, like I say, when I'm looking at the stuff and where the rivers are going, where yeah. they're coming from. And I, I know there's probably three or four five day trips easy that I could make up that way. And I yeah. think maybe next October, maybe not in October, I might actually do it at end of August, um, next year mm-hmm. I might be up there and, and i I'll, I'll shuttle, get somebody to shuttle me farther up mm-hmm. and then five days come all the way back down. So you end in yeah. at Lake Superior. Yeah. Um, there's some really nice scenery up there that I would definitely like to check out. You know, so that's, I mean, yeah, I didn't get on the water as much as I wanted to, uh, you know, when I was up there, but you know, when you're, when you're dealing with thunderstorms all one day and huge winds and waves and, you know, uh, of, of the two days that were actually paddleable, mm-hmm. you know, I got out for quite a long time on the one day nice. and nice solo paddle and it happened to be my birthday day. So, um, yeah, so I I loaded back up on the truck there and uh just uh, headed back down. Oh, I went up to Wawa after I loaded okay, up yeah, the truck, yeah. checked out Magpie Falls and saw the big goose and <laughs> and all that. And uh there is a blueberry farm up there. I totally forgot about it. Uh there's a blueberry farm mm-hmm. and like there's just fields and fields and fields of it. And there's signs blueberry farm, do not pick. Oh, okay. And all that sort of stuff. And they've actually got a winery they've started.
2: Nice.
0: Up there now. So I didn't get in. I, I think it sounds like it's just started. Mm-hmm. Um, so next year will be the year to check all that out. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's going to be blueberry wine up there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's a good dessert wine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then I just dawdled back uh, towards camp, checked out Old Woman Bay again, Catherine Cove again, just to check the wave action. But there was no love. <laughs> there was no love. And, uh, got back dinner, last campfire and, and whatnot, and, uh, headed to bed. Day five was a travel day up at seven plus one feeling like minus three. Yep, I didn't yep. want to get out, but, <laughs> uh, packed up. I had taken down my, uh, Kelty tarp the day before because everything was dry. Mm-hmm. So I took it down that the night before, because the wind wasn't as bad. So the truck was good enough for, for a windbreak. Yeah. And so I didn't have to pack that up. So I just had to basically pack up my tent and the stuff inside, throw it in the truck and yeah. off I go sort of thing. Going to stop at Chippewa Falls and get some photos. And I was there just before 10 and it was already crawling with people. Oh, wow. Yeah. On a Sunday. Hmm. Everybody's out Sunday. Well, cause Saturday everybody goes visiting for a week I guess. Yeah. Let's head up yeah. to St. Marie for 3 days and It's Sundays our last Sunday, day, let's do something. before yeah, cuz Monday's going to be all Thanksgiving dinner or mm-hmm. travel or yep. whatever. And yeah, it was it was absolutely packed with people. <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't end up stopping there. Um so yeah, just continued on, made a couple of little pee breaks and coffee stops along the way and made it home by uh, 5 to 6 in the evening. Just a ooh, good timing sitting down for dinner. <laughs> Unloaded my truck, had a quick wash up and yeah. sat down for Thanksgiving dinner. Nice. Perfect timing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get on Lake Superior to paddle, so yeah. that, that not paddling Lake Superior streak is still going strong. <laughs> um, did get a lot of exploring done, which was really cool. And like I say, when you're exploring things going like, Ooh, that looks like a really good river. And you start, then you Google it yeah. sort of thing and you start finding and you're checking maps, making notes you know, and, making notes and yeah. stuff like that, which is, which is cool. To, the, these trips are kind of cool for that sort of thing. And yeah, I definitely checked out rivers for some potential future trips and, and the back roads and stuff like that to say, Ooh, if I get somebody to, um, shuttle us up to here and then do a trip all the way back, we yep. end up here you know, right back like in Wawa or something or Sault Ste. Marie or whatever. And, uh, the biggie thing was I got some relaxed time and some just, yeah. you know what? I don't awesome need to pictures. deal with other people times. Relaxing. So it was good. It was awesome. And I'll just wait till next year to see what happens next. Now, it's, now we're getting, <laughs> I think that, well, I think that's my last trip of the year. Yeah. Uh, we may get out for some day stuff and stuff, but that, yeah, that's my last, uh, canoe trip for the season. So, uh, other than that, the only other thing is, uh, um, yeah, no, I got this other thing. I'm, I'm going to save that for next week. And, uh, yeah. So that's about it, man. It was, it was fun to get away.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, this is, fall is my favorite time of year, right? It's one of my favorite seasons. It's, uh, you're not, you know, I do like winter. hmm Uh, spring is kind of spoiled by all the bugs. Summer can be too hot uncomfortably hot and so you end up trying to get in the water as much as you can. But then fall, it's like, it's, it's, the, the trees are nice, the colors are changing, it's starting to get that crispness. So I wore shorts all weekend, plus I was, had jackets on, mm-hmm. so Siobhan was laughing at me a whole weekend because I kept wearing shorts every day, even though it was
0: really cold. You know, she laughs at you more than just now, yeah,
1: right? I, I, know, yeah. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. But yeah, so it was, it was nice. It's the, it's that shoulder season thing where you get to enjoy the outdoors as much as you can. And, uh, and so the cool crisp mornings where it's nice to go out with a coffee and look at the, you know, the fall colors and, mm-hmm. and go for walks and hikes. And it's, it's, uh, it's one of, it's, and it's kind of picturesquely, dramatically, photographically, it's one of the best times of year that I like. Yeah. So it's uh I love camping at this time of year. So I I, I do have one more camping trip, but that's in November. Uh so we'll see how that goes. It depends on ice cover. If the water gets hard, then I'm not <laughs> going. But uh, other than that, yeah. So there's one more trip that I'm doing this year. It'll, it won't be as spectacular as this time of year because the leaves will be completely gone and yeah. you're going to have light dustings of snow and, you know, ice covered puddles and stuff but like think that. I'm
0: thinking the mosquitoes, that won't be out. There. I know, right? <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I, I, the only drawback besides, you know, sometimes I've been through ice storms and snow storms and outs, all that sort of stuff, but realistically, the only drawback that usually happens at this time of year is low water. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. That, and I and honest, I mean, you can handle the cold and the weather. Yeah, you, you come dressed for that, but there's nothing you can do about no low water exactly. You know, and hopefully yeah. you you get there and you're like, uh, I <laughs> guess we're humping it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, no, if you're hitting big lakes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful time of year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: fantastic. I, and I have no problem with the bugs. So yeah, spring's the same. You're seeing all the the flowers and the buds and the trees yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But then summer hits, and that's when all the crowds hit. And yes, it gets too that's, hot. And, and, and
1: that's the biggest downturn for me. Is is like I said, I did
0: kind of complain about the heat, but uh, it's the crowds of people. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's why I mean, I went up. Oh, sorry. Just one, another thing here. When I was up at, at, at uh, Lake Superior, um, there were a lot of trailers there, but it was really quiet and everybody was spaced enough that no one was like, I could have been singing and nobody would have heard me yeah. sort of thing. Right. Uh, but one thing I did note and, and notice is like all social media, Killarney and Algonquin Park and all. Just wall to wall people. Yeah. When I've now got to start driving nine hours north. To get away from the to crowds. To get away from the crowds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, those sprinter vans. Yep. You know how many I've seen <laughs> this past week converted as yeah. campers? I can imagine. It, it's it's the new motorhome.
1: It's new van life. Yeah, yeah.
0: it really is. And I, I'm sitting there, sitting there looking, thinking, you know what? that'd be pretty good because yes.
1: it would be like all you got to do is you can do it yourself or you can buy one pre-made pre-made they 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 can be pretty pricey but uh, i i've i on I follow a few people. You you do the uh, hashtag van life. Yeah. So hashtag van life, and you'll find it on Facebook, on Instagram, and so on. People take these uh, these work vans, cargo vans, whatever, and uh, so they they convert them over and and make them into like a camper, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, all the ones that I've seen, it's like they do a fantastic job. It's like nice wood paneled interior and beds and bunks and water tanks and showers
0: and bathrooms and it's like wow, this is like. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have a bathroom in it, but I mean, we used to, my dad used to own a big Econoline 150 van mm-hmm. and he insulated it and put uh wood paneling in it. And there was a, a small fold out couch in there. And we used to travel in that going across the country okay, every yeah, time because yeah. every time he was posted or something, if we lived out West, all our families, St. Catherine's area. yeah. So, you know, we, he could drive that much longer and he's got the little kids all sleeping on the.
2: Yeah, yeah. On, on yeah. the
0: couch, the fold-out couch mm-hmm. in the van. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, dude, who, what are you thinking about all yeah. this stuff? So, um, yeah, these sprinter vans now are just mm-hmm. like. Very popular. Time to give up the trailer and. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. I've been looking at one of those Volkswagen Westfalia sort of things, uh. but now I'm thinking. We saw.
1: A, just a normal standard run-of-the-mill Toyota minivan. And so what was neat is that they had a, it was, I guess you can get these as conversion kits. So the the typical Westphalia Volkswagen van with the pop-up roof. Yep. So this was a Toyota minivan with a pop-up roof. Really? So basically all that does is give you walk around room yeah and you convert the inside to put in beds and stuff like that but so if we walk by the campsite it's like look at that it's like a so you can just walk into your van and you have standing room Hmm.
0: and then it pops down so you can
1: put your canoe on the roof yeah exactly
0: yeah awesome uh-huh. so it's
1: a there's all kinds of conversion options out there i can't to- wait till i retire <laughs> right, <laughs> I got to start planning now. Yes.
0: Get <laughs> <Cat> the calculator. <laughs> yeah. It would be neat. Yeah. So anyway, you got anything else? I have one thing. You Oh, we're going to finish this on a good note. <laughs> so this is 757, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, 747. Oh, 747. So it's a bear number. So, uh, so... Katmai National Park, they do a, uh, a, what is it? A, a bear fattening competition. Fattest bear. Fattest bear competition. So, uh, this one here, it's a bear 747 crushes the competition in fat bear week. So they doubted you all along. They said you didn't have what it takes. That you were soft, but not soft enough. That you accidentally, it's salmon, slip away. But you knew, you knew that you were made of, yes. Salmon. Salmon and determination, but mostly salmon. Congratulations, Bear 747, for out eating the competition and Katmai National Park and stacking the odds that you'll survive another winter to pass along your blue ribbon DNA in the spring. And this picture of this bear, if you... <laughs> so he's he's by far the fattest bear I have ever seen. So this, he's so big, he's comically big. It's, it's like... uh What's the Mowgli and the... Oh, kind of Baloo. Jungle Book, Baloo. Baloo the bear. So that, that bear was really big in that cartoon. Yeah. This bear is huge. Yeah. And he's, he's like, you can't even see, you can't even see the, the, the
0: bones and you can't see the elbows. It's just, he's just this round blob. This bear is so big. I would think somebody <laughs> at some point is going to go up watch this they're gonna run up behind Smack him, him slap <laughs> him on the butt and run because that bear's not gonna run no <laughs> he's got no run in <laughs> he's him he's gonna look at you and go "Eh, whatever <laughs> but he's just so incredibly yeah. big massive so they have a fattest bear competition every year
1: yes fat bear week yes at my national park so they it's in the, this um i was looking at the live video earlier And uh, so it's a popular little river stream in Katmai uh, National Park, and so usually you can see uh, camera camera people go there and and get camera uh, get photo shoots and uh, video of these bears. And usually see
0: is that the one where the bears sitting up top and the 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 salmon salmon jumping into the mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Geographic does. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's a popular place, and this is where all the bears go, and and salmon are fattening. Right. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> so this this is a big bear. <laughs> is
0: uh, Bear 747 like is that his number or is that how many salmon he ate? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> or both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, we should post a link to that on our our uh, on Facebook? Facebook page yeah. so people can check out Big Fat 747 Bear because <laughs> he's probably his biggest one. Uh anything else? No, that's it. No, that's yeah. all I got too. So, uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page on paddlingadventuresradio.com, uh, you can click the episode page tab and uh, listen to all 200 and what is 44 episodes now. 244 we're closing in on <laughs> 250 yeah. uh if you enjoy the podcast please uh share it with your friends uh, and i think that's about it so i want to thank everybody for listening this week i'm sean roley and i'm derek spest we'll see you next time